Exodus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us. Micah 6, 8. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you, God? How does your faith affect the way that you're kind? Join us each week as we dig into God's Word with a guest. And at Revitalized Kindness, we believe that through Christ, we are a new creation, revitalized. And as we follow Him, we can revitalize kindness in our own culture. Welcome to the Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is going to be like a gospel episode, and I hope to have a gospel-type episode each season as we move forward. We're in season two right now as we've been talking about unplugged faith all season, talking about different aspects of it, things that might lead us to an unplugged faith. And certainly we've been talking about things that can maybe draw us back or not. I don't want to use the word draw because that might get the wrong impression, but maybe help us in our walk and our faith. God is the only one that draws. So I didn't want to use that uh, terminology and make some confusion there. But at any rate, uh, so yeah, let's just jump in. This So this episode is going to be in relation to the gospel, but also in relation to faith. So we kind of want to tie those together a little bit through our discussion. You know, we talked a lot about in uh, recent, and, and today, by the way, I don't have vet with me recording, but she will be back on the next episode. So looking forward to that. Um, but me and Yvette and I were actually talking about apologetics recently, and and I don't think I've mentioned it to her yet, but I did look up the history of apologetics because we thought hey apologetics kind of sounds like apology and so you know the similarities in, in those words and they definitely have different meanings when we look at the root of apologetics if so if you look at apologia or i think some actually pronounce apologia and so maybe one of those is right <laughs> um but yeah when we look at that definition it means to in a defense right and and in apologetics when we're talking about our faith of course we're talking about a defense in our faith and so why does that look like apology or the fact that it does look like apology it's kind of confusing because we're not apologizing for the gospel but we're actually giving a defense for the gospel so at any rate i looked it up and it looks like and maybe me and a vet can dig in later and talk about this some more so that'll be on an upcoming episode so speaking of apologists, I have a couple quotes from my favorite or one of my favorite apologists, Norman Geisler, from a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, who said one who claims to be a skeptic of one set of beliefs is actually a true believer in another set of beliefs. Hmm. Interesting. Also, in that book, he makes this mention. He says this. 
Christians are not supposed to just have faith. Christians are commanded to know what they believe and why they believe it. They are commanded to give an answer to those who ask, according to 1 Peter 3.15, and to demolish arguments against the Christian faith, according to 2 Corinthians 10 and verses 4 and 5. So, faith and defending the gospel. Um, so there's, there's a little connection there. Um, but again, that's going back to the apologetics reference here at the top of the show, just to show these are some verses in Scripture that point to defending the faith. And again, I like how he says Christians are not just supposed to are not supposed to just have faith. Christians are commanded to know that, that what they believe and why they believe it. And so, again, we're going to make some connections today between the faith and the gospel. Um, in, in Scripture, Hebrews eleven six. So we're going to start with some uh, several. So I'm going to I'm going to just go through these as quickly as I can. Might make some commentary between some of them, but just kind of get in a basis right now for faith. Okay, so let's look at faith. Think about faith, and in these scriptures we see that in Hebrews eleven six. Um, again, that is. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he, and that he rewards those who seek him. All right. In Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Definitely need the word of God, right? We need to stay in scripture. We talk about that all the time. But so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Love it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, going back to Hebrews, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So here we go. We got a, sort of this definition. I think we talked about this in a recent episode. As a matter of fact, use this same verse. This is sort of this definition of what faith is and what faith looks like. It is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. All right. So when people make objections to us again and thinking about defending the, the gospel, going back to that. And that's why it's tough for a lot of us, but because that's as in essence, this is what faith is. Assurance of things that hope for the conviction of things not seen. When people can't see it, they say seeing is believing. So when people can't see it, it's tough for them to believe, right? All right, we got Ephesians 2, 8, or chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, for it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So it's nothing that we've done. It's, it's something that Christ has done. It's a gift of God. And um, we're saved through faith in that way. For by grace, it's nothing we did. Nothing we did at all. I love that. That's one of the one of the most. Uh, I don't know if it's one of the most well known, but definitely a, a go to verse for many. Uh, when we think about our faith and we think about the saving work of Jesus Christ. All right. So a couple more. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Again, we can't see it. Can't see a lot of these things. Of course, we can witness miracles. 
we can witness um, the changing in people as their, as their heart changes. As, as they dedicate their life to Christ, there's going to be a physical change, you know, a, a sort of a manifested change, if you will, things that we should be able to recognize. And then we've got 1 Corinthians 2, 5 that year, and it says this, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen and amen. It ain't got nothing to do with what somebody else did or um, and that's my southern draw coming out. Ain't got nothing to do. So that's that's perfect English. I want you to understand. Yeah, and a lot of you say, nope. And thank God, uh, Vet's not here because she is a journalist and she would not approve. But yeah, the fa- that your faith might not rest into the wisdom of men. So we got that's that's a hard one for a lot of us because we we take in so much knowledge every day from online sources, social media, and we really and in a lot of in a sense we really start putting our faith towards other things and that's the wisdom of men, but that's not where our faith should come from. Then you got James chapter 2 verse 2 or verse 24 which says you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. So there's a sense uh, James just about, or that's one of the books of the Bible that a lot of our early uh, church fathers um, kind of wrestled with. Should it be in the canon? Should it be involved or included in the Word of God? Just because of some of the statements like that that were made throughout that scripture, or in, in this particular part, when there was a when he was talking about works and faith. And so we're not saved by works. But there should be an outpouring of works. Should be an outpouring of things that we do. Um, because those are heart change. And we are going to, um, well, we're going to love the things that God loves. And that's people. And so we're going to love people. We're commanded to love others. Love our neighbors. Love our enemies. And so there's going to be this outpouring of love. And there, and love, a lot of people say love's an action word. It's not a descriptive type of word. It's it's an action. So love is, is the things that we, or, you know, thing, from love, things are going to happen, right? I'll read one more here. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. You have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So... Are we in a fight? Jane, uh, according to Timothy, uh, who Paul wrote to Timothy, um, yeah, we are in many, many ways. So for a lot of people, it has been a huge fight to keep their faith. Um, the world will bring us down um, in so many different ways. We will... Um, if we're not careful, we can be tempted by so many different things and in our minds and we'll go into different directions. They call that double mindedness. So if you look that up in scripture, there's a few good verses about that. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful because in sense, Satan is fighting for our souls really is, but we need to fight for our own and have God beside us as we do it, right? And so this was one of the last letters that Paul wrote. 
And I think these are some good last words if you want to put it that way. You know, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. So we must be strong. All right. So look, so we got all these verses about faith. We got a little bit of the gospel entangled in those. If you want to go back and try to look at those or listen to those, um, or ra- rather read those, or just go back in the podcast, hit rewind. So what is the good news and how is faith tied to it, right? So I've got a couple snips from an article that I want to kind of read you right now. Of course, it's coming from gotquestions.org, and I'll have that in the note for you. First part of the article said this, many passages of the Bible teach that salvation is through faith alone, not faith plus works. Going back to that James scripture, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, I think we read through that, for example, is clearly worded and unequivocal. It says this, is, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that, you, that no one can boast. So of great importance, that according to the article, it is the word grace. This, is the, this is, should be the, this focal point for that verse, which refers to God's blessing on the undeserving continues to say that the very idea of grace negates all attempts to earn salvation. So Paul makes the argument when teaching on God's choosing of the remnant of Israel, since it is through God's kindness like that, let's underline kindness as we're looking through scripture, then it's not only by their good works, for in that case, God's grace would not uh, be what it, what it really is, free and undeserved. According to Romans eleven six, if you can look up those scriptures, we got Ephesians two eight and nine. Uh, in there, we got also Romans eleven and six. Um, I love what Charles Stanley says too. He says God's plan for enlarging His kingdom is so simple: one person telling another about their Savior. Yet we're busy and full of excuses. Just remember, someone's eternal destiny is at stake. The joy you'll have when you meet that person in heaven will far exceed any discomfort you felt in sharing the gospel. So we should share the gospel. We should take um, the good news to others, right? And I love that. So look, guys, in conclusion, I know there was a lot just thrown at you all at once. Go back, try to soak in some of those scriptures that I just threw out. But look, first of all, we know that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. We have hope in Christ. There's not a lot that we might find our hope in today, but we can at least put our hope in Him, our faith in Him. For, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 7 again, for we walk by faith. So we walk in it. We walk in it day by day, not by sight. If we go by sight, we see how things are going we might turn away, right? It's going to, it's going to be tough, but we got to keep focus. I think walking in faith from day to day. It's not about what you did or not about what you do. It's about what he did. So in faith, we believe it. We believe in him. Faith is believing, right? So there's just so many, so, so many, 
uh, great verses out there. I'll, I'll throw one more out there. James 1, 3, chapter 1, verse 3 says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So look, if you are being tested, no fretting, right? I mean, no big deal, right? Maybe when we're in the midst of it, sure, any trial, any tribulation that we go through as we're in the mix, it's going to be tough. But just know that that faith's going to produce something else greater, something that God's working in your life. And so sometimes we don't see it. We don't recognize it. We don't, you know, we, obviously we don't know until the very end. God already sees the end. So we just got to believe that. Again, another thing that we can't see. We can't see the end. We don't know how this rough, turbulent thing that you're going through in your life is going to end at all. But what we can know is that God will be by your side through each step, that you can walk in faith every day and be stronger, that you don't have to work for anything. You don't have to do anything. God's going to come by your side and he's going to help you. And I think that's encouraging. That is good news, right? So good news and faith are tied in together. You can't separate them. You gotta have faith. The good news is the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for our sins. Just believe it. That's faith. <laughs>